Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. When I loved myself enough, I began leaving whatever wasn't healthy. This meant people, jobs, my own beliefs and habits, anything that kept me small. My judgment called it disloyal. Now I see it as self-loving. That is a quote by Kim McMillan, and this morning we're talking about contrast and complaining into happiness, how simple everyday life brings us stuff that comes up in our lives that causes our easy-flowing days to go out of what I call whack. We also encounter other people who are having the same experience and coming at us, and then we'll find ourselves in a big complaint bowl. And the easy way out is to complain about our circumstances or blame others, and we ignore the fact that we have a choice in how our days and moods and our future will unfold. So today's show, we're talking about how to have solutions to these problems so that we cannot get wrapped up in the drama of other people, the drama of circumstances, and really just keep our days peaceful and flowing. And my name is Kathy Anello, and I'm here with Carrie Butler, and we are here talking about the road from complaining to happiness. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, my love. How are you doing this morning? Uh, Well, of course, six days till tax time is over. Not that that's an excuse for my unhappiness, but it is an excuse for my weariness. And I'm not going to complain about it, but Holy cow. <laughs> That's all I can say. I know it's Holy this cow. has been a this is this is this has been a season for you for sure. It really has. It really has. And so, you know, when we came up with the idea to do this show, we were talking about uh how sometimes our days can be so simple. And you go, you wake up in the morning, you have your coffee, the birds are chirping, the sun is out, the news is good, you get time to meditate, your house is clean, you go to the bank and there is no line, you kind of make every green light, and it's just this perfectly easy-flowing days, and I've had them, so I know they exist. But then there's those days where uh, you, the alarm went off and you woke up late, the house isn't clean when you wake up, the coffee spilt all over the counter, the dog has run out the gate and you have to find him. And there's all these little things that cause us to complain about life. And so I really realized through some exercises that I did in my own life um, how detrimental complaining is to my personal emotional health. You know, and and how do I change that? So, I I I completely agree. Um, you you had this process that you told me about um, a while back, where it's like you didn't complain for twenty four hours, and if you thought a complaint or if you were about to, you would write it down, and you shared how much that that changed your day. And I really thought about that, and. And it really, honestly, had a huge impact on me because when I would find my, you know, it's it's so easy. Like it's such a, um, it's I want to say habit because I'm not sure of any other word, but it's such a habit to just like, you know, if somebody cuts you off, it's like, you know, or or you want to lash out at them, or, 
but but the most I think one of the most important things that you said this morning was you know like we have our day and we think that we're going through you know whatever we go through, but then we encounter other people that are going through stuff, and so we as a as a you know whole if if we could just kind of like not take anything personally because you know we don't know the other person's story like we don't really know what what's going on with them and just kind of bless them and just go wow like they're in a really crazy space right now i'm going to allow them to be there love them and you know move on but it's so it, it, you know, my whole thing is like, I think my mantra should be like, get conscious. Because even in my teachings of emergency cafe, when I go to people's homes and I say, you know, if there's an earthquake or emergency situation, I want you to become very conscious. Because people can like, you know, do things unconsciously, like run out of their bed and, you know, there's glass all over the floor. And I think that living in a conscious world is so beneficial because it brings you so present and then you can, you know, if you even, if you do like, grr, when somebody cuts you off or whatever, it's like you can then kind of change that energy immediately and just go, oh gosh, I don't really know what's going on with them. So I hope that they're safe wherever it is that they need to be, you know? So I think that just kind of really thinking about where you are in your space and where other people are in their space is so important in continuing the flow of your good day or even getting back into your good day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting the quote that I started the show with because, um, you know, she's talking about when she loved herself enough, she started leaving things that weren't healthy, meaning that she took choices that stopped that from happening. Like she stopped doing things that were causing her discomfort. And, you know, we're triggered every single day. Like there's not a day that something's not going to come up and trigger you. And it's how we react really to all these little things that happen, you know, and being able to take a deep breath and going to a place of calm. There's the conscious thinking. It's like when something happens, do you have the ability to stop for a second? And it's a second. And breathe in yeah. and go, this is not the end of the world. This is a moment in my life. I had a friend who came to me oh, a couple weeks ago, and she just had all this stuff going on. And she was like, and I just this, this, and I, you know, and of course, you know, I've been there this last two months heavily. And I looked at her and I said, honey, it's just a day. It's just a day. And that brought her so much peace because she was able to kind of say, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, and whatever happened yesterday we know is, is completely behind us. There's absolutely zero you can do about what happened the, the day before. So if I'm in this day, is complaining about what's going on for me really going to change the situation? You know, because looking at the big picture, you really, when you think that way, you can't find a good reason to stay engulfed in drama when you look at it like, you know, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know if this complaint is even going to be worth it tomorrow, why am I wasting negative, you know, my breath with negative energy out into the vortex, so to speak, or how Abraham exactly. called it. Right. And, you know, we can always count on a little thing to turn into a big thing or a person to react bigger. And, you know, then there's the uh, person that exasperates you because they are that person and they are, everything is a little bit bigger for them. And, 
And sometimes I'm just like, I just want to scream, stop, you know, stop the world. Let's stop complaining. Let's like, you know, we talked about this week, you and I, let's stop watching the news. Let's get into what makes us happy every day, you know, and, um, you know, just, just detach. I have, you know, we talk, I have a chapter in my book, it's called the drama detachment. And, and I would literally, when I was writing this chapter, was very aware of the drama that was going around me and the way I was reacting to the things. And so through that process, A, of not complaining for 24 hours, and then B, meditating every single morning and putting myself in the bubble so that other people's stuff, just like the quote says, stopped coming into my circle. Like you could have a bad day, but it isn't going to affect me because I'm not going to allow your stuff to come into my circle. And that's a whole, you know, especially if you're an empath. It's a very thing, but you have to do the, you have to protect yourself from other people's stuff. Absolutely. You know, um, Abraham always says, like, the most important thing, you know, is choose how you feel. Like, what, what is the most important thing? The most important thing is how I feel or how you feel, and that should be to be happy or joyful. So in whatever situation it is, it's like, how do I feel? How do I feel? And when I started this work, you know, it was, I remember somebody saying to me once, Carrie, who would you be without your story? And and they were, right? And I was really young when they said that to me, like I was 16 or something. And I was like, what? Like, I don't get it. But it is so like, I have an 18 year old daughter right now. And I look at her story and I'm just like, whoa, you know, (laughs) because it's, we, we, at such a young age, we, we think that, you know, it's like our story. It's like we, we kind of go around and collect all this stuff, you know, and it's like, okay, this is who I am and this is who I am and this is who I am and this is who I am. And, you know, we, we get so sucked into the drama. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you kind of break it apart, like drama is kind of, it's, it's complaining. Like drama is complaining. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that through the, whole, through the whole, you know, like all drama is complaining, but complaining is a, is, a, is a drama thing that we just can let go of. Like we don't have to do it. And if we, <laughs> like, right? What does it's it like, really accomplish? What is the goal yes. of complaining? <laughs> right? And it's like, right. why would you want to do that? Why, why, you know, like, I mean, you and I have had endless conversations about things and we've, you know, kind of like let loose on, you know, exes and current relationships and uh, you know but ultimately (laughs) it turns back to ourselves right and it's like right well just luckily it turns back to ourselves because because that's where the work is that's where the 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 complaint becomes clarity and that's where so when you're you know we've talked about the contrast and and with the contrast um you can take every drama and turn it into something that's more like a blessing because of the process of learning through it. So I've had some experiences that I know, you know, in order for me to be happy, they cannot continue. I cannot do them this way or I can't do, you know, something that way. I need this to be happier. I have to act in accordance with this virtue or my value in order to be happy. And I could have sat here for two months complaining, and every time I started to complain, I stopped myself and said, Kathy, you chose this. So now 
in hindsight and foresight, I have the ability or the opportunity to say I'm going to take a different path than I took because that one didn't work. So if I complained about it and said, oh, my God, I had to work 12-hour days and I had to do this and this is a mistake and he was coming at me and the dog was in it, then <laughs> what is that going to do for me? Doesn't that sound like Debbie Down? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know the people, they're out there. And I just say, you know, like, I can't be that girl. I have to be the, oh, Kathy, this really didn't work for you. You're feeling a lot of discomfort, and what are you going to do about it? How are you going to not let this be your reality anymore? That's really what's true for me right now to my life. And that's because I've studied so much about how, complaining isn't going to solve it. And I was reading uh, this morning a book, you know, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which, was a, which is a great book to have on a table in your house at any time because he has so many fun little tiny, tiny blurbs to read that kind of take you out. And one of his chapters is called Turn Your Mellow Drama into a Mellow Drama. And he describes it Oh, my it God, as, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute. I'd read it all, but I don't want to. But what, what he does say, the, the core, is when he starts to feel that happening, because we know when drama's coming, we know. He says, oh, here we go. My soap opera is starting. And if you've ever watched a soap opera, you know that there's more drop. Dun, 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 you know, like, oh, my God. My brother's brother killed his sister's aunt, you know, and it's like. <laughs> This big, you know, several people are affected. And and it's so funny when you think of it. He goes, but he tells himself, here comes my soap opera. Soap operas are 30 minutes. Like, it doesn't need to take over my life. And just take that melodrama, turn it into a melodrama, and you're going to feel the shift in how that plays out because you're not letting it overtake you with this super, you know, reactional confrontation of whatever it might be. Because okay, that's the cutest thing I've ever drama. heard. We, yeah, we've been keeping yeah. drama in our life. We're responsible for keeping it here. You guys, we, we started this whole show the other day because we were talking about Debbie Downers. So, And I called Kathy <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we can't talk about Debbie Downers. Like, we're supposed to be happy and joyful. So <laughs> I, we just, we got a chuckle out of, out of like the whole Debbie Downer thing, you know, and just if you have them in your life and that's how this, how, that's how kind of like this show like started. But I, so like, I'm thinking about, you know, the Debbie Downers on there. Well, the, what really came up for me just now was, you know how, I don't know if you know this, but on Saturday night live, they have a character called Debbie Downer and like, yeah, any, like they're at a dinner table. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, <laughs> what do you do about that? Like, right. It's just like, Oh my well, God. And then the California. Yeah. The Californians is a is a soap opera. Oh my God, it's so funny. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track with like really funny stuff. No, but. I've never heard of the California. But but and Debbie Downer, what ends up happening is everybody gets up from the table and leaves. Like they can't exactly. They can't that's handle the, it that's anymore. That's the skit. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and so how do you you know how do you how do you untangle that? So you're sitting at a table and, and, you know, Debbie Downer's coming up with everything wrong with the food, everything wrong with the place, the weather, whatever it is, the illness in Africa. Um, but so when drama comes up, what I started to do, and, and, and this really came from my, my coaching, my life coaching, um, is I just go ahead and let that happen in the moment. Okay, so this is drama. You cut me off. God dang you. What are you doing? You know, and I let myself have my true feelings about the situation. And then I surrender it. 
and I just, it's not like giving up, but it's just like it's giving it up to a power higher than me. Like, I don't need to carry this today. I don't need to be mad at this person in the car next to me for what reason. He's just doing his thing. He's got his thing going. So I let myself have the feelings because I think that's an important part of living is to kind of embrace every feeling that comes. But I only let that, that stay for a minute, less than 68 seconds, as Abraham would say. And then I move on and I change it and I say, there you go. You, ha- you get this. Bye-bye. I don't need this in my life for this moment. So that's one way that I personally um, kind of detach from drama. Yeah, I think that the, the the first step is, you know, like you said, it's like recognize, you know, where they're at, where you're at, and just kind of like, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about many times where I've just kind of like, whoa, you know, and and listen, I'll I'll bet you there's times, you know, I mean, I've been, I can't think of one at the moment, but I know it's like I've been stuck there, and not in the in the emotion of it, but just like whoa, like what this, you know, like this person, maybe it's like, holy cannoli, what do you do to this? And I, I, I have a very true feeling of thinking to myself, what, how do, what do I do here? You know, it's like, whoa, like this is just not, I'm not having fun anymore, you know, or whatever. And I guess every situation is different as far as how you handle it. But what, for me is a really good thing is just to acknowledge like, whoa, like I, I, you know, bless you and hope you move on from where you are, you know, or, you know, I like, I'm just thinking about that, that melodrama thing, like the whole thing about soap opera. It's like, maybe like you could in your mind just say, okay, you so win for like the, you know, the daytime Emmy for best drama yeah. You know, at a dinner party right now. Like, you know, like, wouldn't that be funny? Like, just give her the award. Like, oh, my God, Come you win. Your, Come get your gold statue. That's right. I, I, I see like, myself just, kind of aggressively using that in my life. <laughs> like, oh, my God. We should, like, go to the, like, the little, like, you know, uh, party store and get a couple of awards, you know, just keep them in our our purses and like, like, like that happens. redneck guy here's your sign you know it's like really you get the award for best drama today and um i wish i'd had congratulations it keeps you detached too because you know it's just a it's just acting and it's kind of interesting because you know the truth is a lot of dramas you know, and, and, you know, I'm not going to plug my next book, but a lot, I am going to be writing about this subject. <laughs> and that is that a lot of times everything that happens dramatically or feels bad turns into a blessing. Like you can go back through your life and say, if this hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened. And, and it's universal and it's even global. And, and, uh, you know, because events that have impact turn into greater things. It's just the way it goes. So when we sort of take that, that as what it is and say, okay, so what if that delay in traffic kept me from a car accident three blocks up? Or what if that, um, you know what I mean? What if, and what if you yes. started coming at somebody and they had a heart attack because they couldn't handle the stress because you didn't know what was going on with their day? Like, we all have to collectively stop the drama and turn that drama into, okay, I've turned it over to a higher power. 
I know that something good is going to come from this. It isn't going to matter to me in a week or a year or six months or whatever it is. So why am I letting it affect me today? I'm just going to say thank you. Like you said, thank you for this opportunity to see the contrast. And we're moving on now. And I do mm-hmm. want to share the thing, you know, it's about thoughts, you know, and our thoughts are what drive this. So a lot of times when I'm living thought drama, which is creating scenes in your mind like they're a movie you're writing and you play it out as if it happened. I know there's a person out there going, oh, yeah, I do that. Um, Where you actually create a scene that it's real, but it's not, but it's your thoughts. And so when I start having that happen, I pull that back. And we've talked about clear, cancel, delete, just not letting that thought be part of my energy field. But more than that, just taking those thoughts and changing them. And as simple as, what a pretty flower. And as soon as you shift that thought and get out of the drama, then that drama has a, gets to go on its own and do what it needs to do to bring you happiness. That's true, my true belief. Right. If you, yes, I agree with you completely. Like if you just shift your focus, then that the energy of that situation dissipates, you know, and that's the kind of like what, excuse me, what I was talking about with, um, Oh, pardon me. (coughs) Um, uh, you know, like with, with my daughter, um, you know, I, I need to grab a drink. Kath, take this for a second. I apologize. That's okay. It's okay. Um, just kind of changing your your thought about it, you know, and seeing like how how different it can play out in your in your world. Well, you know, Esther takes <clears throat> number one advice for being happy. This is her number one advice: just shut up about the things that do not bring happy thoughts. So. When you look at that, you think, you know, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. You know, how did Peter fly? How did Wendy fly in Peter Pan? And I know that's ridiculous, but the truth is they had to think, think magical thought. And from a perspective of the law of attraction and all the stuff that I know for sure that I, my thoughts have created my reality in many, many circumstances in the past few years, um, that my thoughts are ever so important. So if I'm complaining in my head like, oh, my God, not this, oh, the phone's ringing, I kept another effing text, you know, if I, instead of saying, wow, people really like me and they want to talk to me or, you know what I mean? Like we can change the way we, you know, Wayne Dyer, change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. I mean, that's the, the no-brainer, Wayne, Wayne Dyer would say, quote. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Totally. The resounding theme of every show we have is change your thoughts, change your life. So I think this is reinforcement. But I think what we're really trying to accomplish here today is to help people get out of complaining mode. And I had a friend, uh, when I did the 24-hour no complaining challenge, I, it was before the book came out, but I was going through this, this chapter. And I put up on my Facebook go 24 hours without complaining and see how your life will change. It was one of those, you know, you make your own little word swag. And um, a couple of months, maybe a month later, I ran into this girl who was a Facebook friend, and she said, that one quote changed our household. Because I gave that quote to my husband that day, and I said, this is you. And I said it very nicely, and he got it. And, you know, 
I mean, nothing's nicer than knowing that you can inspire one person with one word or one sentence or one, you know, inspiration of your own experience. It's very, but I, I loved it because I thought if everybody does that, if you just, then you become so conscious of when you're complaining. You know, you might be complaining about, oh my God, why is the water bowl, why is the water bowl sitting here? Why is the ball on the floor? Why is the drawer open? Why is the cupboard? Did who left the refrigerator open? You know, all these little stupid things when you could just move the bowl, close the refrigerator, pick up the ball off the floor. You know what I mean? Like there's, you don't have to complain. Complaining is nothing. It gets you nowhere. Stop it. (laughs) And I don't like to tell people what to do, but stop it. (laughs) Just knock it off, everybody. Just knock knock it it off. off. (laughs) (laughs) It's enough. It's enough from you already. Um, Well, I would love to invite everybody to try that process, you know, just for 24 hours, like have a little, have a little notebook or use, you know, the notes on your phone or whatever and give it a try. And, you know, it, because it'll just start to, to make you conscious of when you do it and, you know, what you do it about. Because some of the stuff is big, some of the stuff is little, you know, and, and is it, did, like, if you can change, if you can even start with the little stuff, right, then the big stuff can come after that. And, and the other thing that I just, you know, wanted to say is sometimes we're attached to our drama. You know, we're attached to the complaining. We're attached to the story, if you will. And I have found for me personally, if I let go of the attachment of the story and just have it not matter anymore about a situation, then my whole life shifts. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's like if, if I'm holding like a complaint about a person in my life that I'm not thrilled with, which I can do, um, you know, I, I have to just like trust and let that go and surrender that process because it makes me feel better. You know, it's like when you have that complaining energy in your body, when I have that complaining energy in my body, I know that I'm off. I know that there's a disconnect from source. Like I know that I am not in alignment for sure because I don't feel happy. And so yeah. just if, you know, just, just start to bring all that stuff to your awareness and, and just kind of look at it and see, see how it goes for you. Cause I think that that's a really cool, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun exercise too, because, and you don't have to take it so seriously. It's just like, Whoa, I complained, you know, 37 times today or I wanted to complain 37 times today <laughs> well, something well, that, that did happen for me I, I did see where my sources of complaint were when I did the exercise I just want to also take a moment to invite the, uh, a guest if you would like to call into our show today the number is 646-787-1842 if you have a question for me or Terry or would like us to pull a card for you we'd be happy to take your call I um you know, I, one of the other exercises that I have in the book around this is, is, is actually taking yourself through the process of negative and positive thinking. So I, I invite my readers to say, okay, stop for just a moment and have a negative thought, you know, whatever that thought might be, and then sit with that thought and watch what thought comes next, and then watch what thought comes next, and watch how the negative train rolls, and then stop and go into a different mode and think a positive thought and watch how that 
thought grows and watch how that thought comes and evolves. And then note the difference in your body. Just like you said, you know when you're off. And when you're thinking negative thoughts, you're off. And when you're thinking happy thoughts or things that bring you joy or concentrating on people or things that bring you joy, you feel better. And so I think that that is, you know, once you do that exercise, it's like, well, choose one to keep. Which one would you keep? If you had to make a choice right now, would you choose the negative thought or the positive thought? And everyone is going to say, well, the positive thought. So then why do we even allow these negative thoughts longer than, as Abraham says, 17 seconds? Like, let it go. Don't think it. Mm. It's a practice. And it doesn't happen overnight. But And people get up. People actually have had people in my life get a little buff sore because I won't engage, you know, and I'll be like, they'll be like complaining and talking about it. And then I'll be like, is that a candle? Is that candle got a whip too long? You know, like I'll completely shift to a subject that has no bearing. And I had, you know, look at me like, are you fucking kidding? Excuse my language, but are you kidding me? And, but I do it because I know that if I engage in that drama, it's going to get bigger. I don't want to do it. I don't want that energy around me. Wow. Sorry about the F-bomb. <laughs> hey, listen, you know. Got to change the PG status. <laughs> it is what it is, you know, and I think that if we yeah. want a better life, we can choose a better life, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Okay, can I just, okay. I, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I got ahead of myself here. I, I was going to pull a card, um, and so I did pull a card, and I started to read it before – um, so I'm going to read it now because it's so okay. it's so appropriate for our show. So these are from the Law of Attraction cards, Abraham Hicks. When you give your attention to something, your potential for attracting it increases. The more vivid the details, the more likely you are to attract it into your experience. And so any negative emotion you feel while observing something is your indication that you are negatively attracting. So mm-hmm. let's just be positive and not attract the the complaining and attract the not complaining. Let's not attract negative. Let's attract positive. Well, and and that is the way to do it. But there, but I think that you know we are also saying you know that that this is what happens though. So how do you you know, like like how do you do that? Like how do you right. keep your thoughts positive? And and. And, you know, one of the things that comes up for me um, is the simplest quote that I probably have ever heard, and that's called underthink it. And we overthink things sometimes, and we analyze and process and, and actually make up untruths in our stories because our perception might lead us there. Um, but sometimes oh, we can make that's such a good point. Right, that you know, and, and so now it's like uh, I just want to let life happen. So if I underthink it, and I don't overanalyze it, then um, I'm just trusting myself, and I'm trusting the timing of the universe, and I'm trusting that whatever's coming up into my life is for my highest good. And this all sounds a lot of woo-woo, but the truth is, people who know me personally know what I've been through in my life, and it's like I had to get to this point to be happy. It can't allow these things to have reactions and, you know, spontaneous combustion every time they happen. I have to be peaceful in order to be healthy and, and in order to be happy. I have to have peace in my life, period. I I completely agree, my love. I think that it is the most important thing, you know, like let's just let's just be happy. Be happy. 
So I have you know, another Wayne else, Dyer quote yeah. too. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, honey. So oh, no, I was just thinking say that you know what we're we're all going to discover, and you can do these exercises right now. You'll you look back at every drama and see where it led you. Do connect the dots, like what we're doing in one of our coaching groups right now. Connect the dots. And when you go back, you'll find out nothing's random. It all happens for a reason. It's cliche as it can be, but it is truth. It all works out. We don't need to sit and worry about what the outcome's going to be because the outcome is going to be what it's going to be. All we can do is make choices deep inside for our highest happiness and our highest good. And like you said in the very beginning of the show, consciously making those choices, presently making them. Okay, now, I'm done. (laughs) Well, just, you know, piggybacking on um, your quote about overthinking, um, I have a Wayne Dyer quote here. It says, thinking is the source of problems. Your heart holds the answers to solving them. Oh, I agree with that. Right? So all of this complaining and stuff, it just comes back to love. It's like we, we have to love ourselves and we have to love the other people that we're in the world with and know that, you know, they are on their own path and we are on our, our path. Like this whole conversation could be flipped. Like somebody could be, you know, we could be having a conversation or somebody else could be having a conversation about complaining and how we get, you know, from one place to another. And we could be the subject of their complaining. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. we, I, I we're not. I have been the subject of someone complaining. There's no doubt. <laughs> so being the subject okay. of it, it's like, Right, but it flips the it flips the story so that we don't have the ego around. It's like, well, we're complaining about them. It's like they also could be complaining about us, and there are things that we could be doing that they're not okay with. So, when you look at it that way, it's like, well, then that's their issue, right? Then they've got their stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got our mm-hmm. stuff, and we don't even know that they have their stuff. So. Just, you know, in the world of everyday walking around and, you know, complaining, it's like if you just flip it and go, wow, they could be talking about me right now or they could be complaining about me. It's like, well, you, you're, you feel, I, like it for me, it's like I feel innocent in this situation. So that it gives you the opportunity to see that they are also innocent in this situation and that they just, you know, they're living their life, they're doing their thing, and we're doing our thing. And they're and, true. Yeah, and bravo because – the truth is that although I may have at one point in my life been offended by people's truth, I'm now able to go, this is just them. This is what they want. This is their life. This is what they're doing. And it takes away all judgment. It takes it out of being my responsibility for their own happiness. And I, I feel like when I observe people who are going through this process, I'm grateful that I can just stand back and be like, cool. I'm watching you. I'm watching you evolve. I'm watching you yeah. go through something that's going to make you a better person in the end, and I know it. And, you know, that took a lot of a lot of work, a lot of inner work to be done, but inner work is where the happiness chain train starts, you know. You've got to get happy inside. Oh, my God, completely. And And I'm so blessed because I feel like, you know, you and I talked about this the other day, like, it's now time. Like for, I feel like for anybody that's hearing this podcast, this, this radio show right now, you know, they're attracting something in them that's like they're ready as well. Like we are so blessed yeah. because we found Abraham, we found Nancy, we found Wayne, you know, all, we found Hay House, period. 
know, we yeah. found Hay House. Yeah, and, and it's like we created all of that because I feel like our spiritual, our souls, our spirits are, are ready to go to that next level of evolving and growing and, you know, becoming more aware and conscious of, of just, you know, the world and spirit and, and, well, and, and what, what, of what it just what it means to be happy. Yeah, what it feels like. It's like when you are feeling that happy bubble, you know, I I refer to them, those who know me, as the joy jump. And when I'm in alignment with myself and something is right on, I'm right on the path, and it could be a sentence that you say or someone says, and I get the feeling inside, my inner um, ing, as Gabrielle Bernstein, you know, um, refers to, shows me. I'm on the right path. And I get giddy when that happens because I'm like, I don't know what this feeling is, but I believe it's joy. I believe it's happiness. I believe it means I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And when I'm in that space, man, you can't touch me. Like I'm the happiest I can be and nobody's responsible for it. You know, no circumstance, no money, no person, no, you know, it's because I am choosing just to be free in my mind and my heart and just let what happens come my way. It's really, wow. Okay, I'm going to pull a quick card. We've got a few minutes left in our show, and uh, I've been shuffling this card almost for five, six minutes, so I'm excited to see what comes back. Are you done now? (laughs) Yeah. Well, just, you know, I've been, okay. (laughs) Well, opportunity came up, so let's just see what opportunity has to offer us today. Anybody out there listening might need to hear this. And it says, watch for circumstances to present themselves with positive outcomes. You have created an opportunity for growth, and it is now your choice as to how you will proceed. This is a positive card that can help to transform situations that appear to block or limit you into new beginnings. Wow, that's awesome. It's a springboard to positive change, and it says very clearly the choice is yours. Opportunities are never lost. You are always in the right place doing exactly what is necessary for your continued growth. And so well, I will just drop take the mic. That, yeah, I will just take that as this conversation and this uh, this card, this opportunity for growth is so wonderful for me because coming out of tax season and knowing that I have a little bit of light in the next couple of months um, – where I'm not working a pace that's completely unreasonable for myself, um, that I'm going to have a chance to do some growing and I'm going to have an opportunity to really look at where I want my life to be. So I would just, you know, hashtag stay tuned on that. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag stay tuned. You know, you guys, we just really want us, our talks and stuff to, to help you motivate you. Even if there's just one, one tiny little thing that you take away from, the best life cafe we've done our job we you know we we created the show because we want you to live your best life that's our goal like we want to live our best lives and and why not share that with everybody because we just want it all to be the best life we can all live so i'm grateful and and appreciate this opportunity so much and i just love all of you so much and thank you for your support and i'm just I'm having a little joy jump myself right now because I'm feeling very Yay. blessed right now. Okay, yeah. so you can find me on Facebook, Kathy Anello. You can find my book 
uh, author page, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Cast Life. And uh, Carrie, where can we find you? You can also find me on Facebook, Carrie Butler or Carrie Tucker Butler. And Carrie is C-A-R-I. You can also find me on Instagram, Carrie Butler, Twitter, Carrie Butler. And then you can also (laughs) check out my great website, uh, Emergency Cafe, if you have any preparedness needs. And also on Twitter and Facebook at Emergency Cafe. So you can find me everywhere. (laughs) I forgot to mention that I also have a website, www.cassianello.com. And uh, you can sign up for a free chapter of my book and get on my mailing list. And I am not one who will bombard you every day with seven emails, but once in a while you might get an event email or just a a blog where I want to let you know um, my thoughts. And I'm excited to get back into blogging and writing and doing some Facebook Lives and uh, starting a podcast. So I have a lot of fun things coming up. And next Wednesday, mark your calendars because we have our first guest, and her name is Dorena Kors. And she is the space doula, and she has a business called um, Breathing Room Organization. And she is going to give us tips on decluttering not only our physical space, but our emotional uh, clutter inside. And she has a foolproof way to bring about um, such peace in, in the areas of decluttering. So I'm extremely excited to have our first guest be Dorena and uh, having her give us some great tips because I'm going to be off work next Wednesday for the first day in like 82. And if you saw my house, you would know how badly I need her. So I'm super excited (laughs) to have Dorena Kors on the show next week. Awesome. I know. I'm, I'm really excited as well. All right, you guys, listen, have a beautiful, blessed day. Sending you so much love and aloha. And um, until next week. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Aloha.